We've got Tom Shane here. So, how are you, Tom? Doing great. You've been in the jewelry business for a while. What's a Valentine's Day gift that will really take her breath away? We have so many options at Shane Company. What if you're serious, but not ready to get engaged? Our designers created an infinity diamond necklace made with our signature shade of rose gold for $565. Any other favorites? An east-west heart necklace. What's an east-west heart? A sideways heart. A new take on a heart necklace. That's cool. It is. It's accented with either a red garnet, an amethyst, or a cultured freshwater pearl for $150. Wow. And you can get her earrings to match the gemstone. That sounds awesome. Visit us in San Mateo, Walnut Creek, or in Cupertino, where we've moved to a new location just two miles down Stevens Creek Boulevard. Now you have a friend in the jewelry business, Shane Company and Shaneco.com. Shopping for a Mercedes-Benz? Listen to what customers have been saying about Walter's Mercedes-Benz of Riverside for over 50 years. I say to all my friends, if you're looking for a Mercedes, come down to Walter's Mercedes. They have the vehicles I want, and I love every car that I've bought from Walter's Mercedes. I was actually very surprised with how affordable they made it for me. Get your new Mercedes-Benz by visiting waltersmercedesbenzofriverside.com today. Actual customer testimonials. Podcast. This is your host Josh Keeley. With me, as always, Donovan James. We have a very special Monday night episode for you because uh, that's just the way our schedules worked out. We wanted to uh, discuss the divisional loss. What a shame! What a shame! The Cleveland Browns lost twenty-two to seventeen. I thought they looked really good. Still, Donovan, what did you see? What do you think? They look good. They covered, man. You know, I had them. Cover. They did cover. You were right there. Yeah. They. I mean, they really only covered because fifteen went out. But I mean, still, they gave. I I really don't know about that. You know, I guess that's something we could dive in. Uh, I don't think they would cover with uh, healthy moments, but it doesn't matter. It wasn't – the defense was doing a good – the defense still sucked, don't get me wrong, but they had a plan that was allowing them to not get blown out. Uh, You know, the Chiefs only punted one time, but, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like – the Heaney interception changed. Maybe maybe that wouldn't have been an interception with Mahomes in there. No, but absolutely. I don't know. It wasn't like he, he wasn't dominating the game. I mean, hell, Daryl Williams is dominating the game more than Mahomes, averaging six yards a pop every time he touched the ball. Well, not dominating, but I mean, I think he was. I think he threw for almost three hundred yards in the first half. It was like two forty eight and a touchdown, no picks and. I mean, yeah. well, he didn't dominate, but it was – I mean, I think it's because we're so used to Mahomes. Any other quarterback that would be like, oh, my God, he threw for 248 in the first yeah. half and a touchdown. It's like, it's Mahomes. He spoke well, when, to Whenever you talk <laughs> about – whenever you look at the Chiefs, I mean, the team's averaging 35 points a game and averaging 49 points coming off – you know, 50 points coming off of a bye week. If I would have told you, hey, the Browns can hold them to 22 points, you'd be happy with that, right? Uh, yeah, I'd be happy with that. I mean, I thought the Browns did a good job. I thought they did their game plan. What I talked about on the show last week is what they did, <laughs> actually. So, I mean, I mean, Stefanski, yeah. I mean, yeah, they threw the ball a lot. Um, they didn't run as much as maybe people thought, but I thought that was a good game plan. Um, now, uh, they, who, but who, they who were know? much I didn't know more successful 
with that with that said, they were struggling to run the ball in the first half. I will give you that. But in the they second did. half, Nick Chubb Nick Chubb had a much better handle on what was going on um, in the run game. Yeah, I thought the did. run game looked, was looking the run game was looking stronger as the game went on. I don't think I don't think they ever abandoned it. Uh, but Nick Chubb, that was an overall pretty disappointing game for him. I don't know if I put him in the loss column, but he had those three ugly drops, so that kind of sucked. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, Brown, the Browns' offense, it wasn't great either, but Baker Mayfield looked good. Um, like I said, it looked like Nick Chubb was was starting to rock and roll in the second half. Um, David Njoku had a great game. Um, Joel Batonio, I mean, the offensive line looked pretty good other than Jedrick Wills going down and Kendrick and uh, uh, Lamb going down, and they had to go to the third stringer left Hans, tackle, yeah. which, is the, which who's yeah. really a guard. So he's only been on the team for two weeks, and now he's seen time in both games, in both are playoff games. So it's not that's definitely not ideal. Um, but you know, other than that, there wasn't really a whole lot of highlights on the offense or the defense. Um, you know, I, I, I think that the My, defense, I thought Miles played really well, man. Especially Miles that, Garrett. That game, yeah, that play where he came, uh, he he left the game and came back the next play and got a sack. Um, I thought that was a big play just for momentum because, like, I was like, oh, Miles Garrett is out too. So he was getting a couple pressures. That was the same driver the game ended though. Yeah, it was, but I mean, he—it's <laughs> not. I mean, at, he, at, he at that put, point, he put him in good spot, man. I mean, third and fourteen with Chad Henney. Andy Reid's just Andy Reid, dude. I mean, the balls I mean, he had. Andy Reid—that yeah. that that really like everyone keeps talking about what the key factors were to the game to me. Honey Badger, like I said, he would be yes. obviously, but Andy Reid, dude, because Andy, <laughs> Andy Reid, like no one else in the NFL. I don't care who it is, but Belichick or anyone, no one else is gonna do that. No one. No one. Is third, it's great. Th- this dude is third and fourteen with Chad Henney. He had th- negative thirteen rushing yards for his career. He runs off of fourteen. You know, and it's strange too because uh, I I was listening to a podcast. It was a, a very gambling centric podcast, and they're talking about how oh Andy Reid's not a very good coach. He doesn't know how to got no clock management. You know, the he he ran the exact same game plan with Chad Heaney in after Patrick Mahomes went out, and you know he's always had an elite quarterback. Some of that's right, some of that's wrong. Andy Reid has always been somebody oh. that you, Andy Reid. People have always bitched about Andy Reid's clock management and doing stuff like that. But uh, so what? I feel I feel like every week we sit down and we talk about five coaches who suck at time management. You know what I mean? Kevin Stefanski threw down a challenge flag in the most idiotic oh. time. We talked about t- Mike Tomlin's bad clock management. I mean, you can nitpick these guys all you want, but to talk about Andy Reid like he's always had an elite quarterback, to me, I think that that's just asinine. Yes, when he started out with the Eagles, he had Don McNabb, and Don McNabb is a great quarterback, was drafted, what, number three overall out of Syracuse right after uh, Tim Couch and Akili Smith. Great quarterback, was went to five NFC Championship games, but remember – he was hurt those two years where the Eagles still went pretty deep in the playoffs. Uh, I got, I wrote down Coy Detmer. Coy Detmer was not a good quarterback and they went all the way to the NFC championship game in 2002 with Coy Detmer. Yeah. Right. Jeff Garcia. This was after Jeff Garcia's prime when I think we both can agree. He was not very good. Um, they went to the NFC divisional playoffs in 2006. And these were both. He resurrected the careers of Jeff, uh, Vic and Garcia. Jeff, um, Mike Vick and Alex yeah. Smith. I mean, Mike Alex Vick Smith. and Alex Smith are both, both I would classify great talents. I would classify at the top of their game. I would classify them as elite top 10 players. But remember, he got Vic after he went out of jail. got out of jail. He yeah. got Alex Smith after he was disowned by the San Francisco 49ers. So even though I think both of those quarterbacks are great, he still deserves credit for what he's what he does. I find it so strange 
that we as fans gravitate towards these players and give them all this credit, like, oh, it's Patrick Mahomes or, oh, it's Tom Brady. And it's like, dude, these guys, these resumes of these head coaches are much longer. And I don't know what, what else does he have to do to prove it. It's this kind of the same thing when we reverse with the Tom Brady argument, like, oh, Bill Belichick, it's the first season without Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, the Patriots suck. Okay, the Patriots su- were going to suck with Tom Maybe they wouldn't have sucked as bad, but they had the most people sit out this year, and they were all on defense. Drew Brees threw three interceptions. Remember, too, before Tom Brady was with the Patriots, Drew Brees still took him to the playoffs, like, what, two the two years prior to Tom Brady even yeah. being there? You know, it's just it's yeah. so strange. You know, they won 11 games with Matt Council, but it's – we don't they're both they're both the goats, man. I think yeah, I, mean, I would strange. I would lean towards Tom 51-49. I don't think Belichick will ever get back um, <laughs> with that Patriot team. Well, I mean that was that wasn't yeah. even my point. My point yeah. is but that, I get Andy oh, Reid stuff it's is strange. Crazy, dude. Yeah, if you don't think Andy Reid's a top dude, I'll send then, I'll send you the clip. Hey, hand hand, right hand to God. Hand yeah. to God, I'll send you the clip. That's crazy, man. Andy yeah. Reid, that that was that was one of the most impressive games I've seen Andy Reid coach as a head coach since I mean he's been doing this, man. Um just because well, but when you guys got the when the Browns got the stop and they were celebrating and it was like the big momentum shift and Baker had the ball in his hands and they were supposed, supposed to score and they didn't. Like for one, that defense is a little bit better than people think. Oh, I've been saying that. Which Dan, team, the, 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 the Chiefs, Sorensen. We, we agreed on that. Uh, the Sorensen play. Chris yeah, Jones was fantastic. Most people don't give them credit though. They're like, oh, this is just a loaded offense, a defense that play. They make some plays, splash plays. I'm like, the, they always make splash plays though. This isn't just like every now and then. Like Sorensen always makes a play. Tyron well, Matthew no, always no, makes a play. There's Chris no. Jones, Dominating superstar like Aaron Donald, Jalen sure, Ramsey. Yeah. That's why. That's why. But I agree with you. This but is a top level. You don't, you don't need that. This is 2021 NFL. Um, it, it's have, still, it's, it's still Tyron top Matthews, level. Tyron Matthews. He's not a star player, but I mean, he's yes, pretty, he is. Pretty damn. I'm, I'm. I'm with you. I'm with yeah. you. I think that. I think Chris that Jones. Defense, is, yeah. I think it's a top. I think it's if you look at pure talent wise, I think it's an upper tier defense. I think it's a great defense. Linebackers the, are trash, like you said. The linebackers are trash, but yeah. like we talked about last week too. You know, Anthony Hitchens has some athletic ability. Willie Gay Jr. is a supreme athlete. Like you know, what I mean, there are guys that they do what they do and they do it well. We they put them in position to win, and there's a lot of depth there. That you know, uh, they drafted uh, Snead out of. Uh, um, Oh my gosh! I you know I'm, I'm sorry, but you you know what I'm talking about the young rookie in the fourth round that was five at Louisiana Tech and and he's played really well and they've always done that you know they've always, they've always had a couple guys you know Daniel Sorensen same kind of story they're just very complete defense and there seems like there's a lot somewhat other other than linebacker there's a lot of depth there so it's weird that they're getting shit on and the Andy Reid thing was super strange too I mean well I feel like when you win a lot like I mean these guys have won. The most games I think over the past three years, like when you win that many games, you people start nitpicking. It's in every sport. It's not like we're singling out the Chiefs, but people do it. It's like they, you know, I feel like they want this team to not really succeed anymore, like the masses. So they just start nitpicking at things. I'm like, dude, this team is better than two years ago when they lost to the Patriots. They shouldn't have lost that game. They did. They lost that game. You know, the call, <laughs> the crazy neutral fraction or whatever that game. Yeah. Uh, that team, and then the team last year won the Super Bowl. That was an amazing team. Obviously, they won the Super Bowl. This team's better to me. Now, the only thing is, you know, they've had some injuries this year. Um, they've had some losses to COVID as well. So, you know, they get Le'Veon – or uh, Clyde Hiller back next week, and they get uh, Sammy Matt, uh, Watkins back next week too. So that will be pretty big for the offense, especially Clyde Hiller. They don't really need Sammy Watkins. Nice to have him. 
just another luxury. Oh, he adds another dimension but, for sure. You know, but, uh, we saw, yeah. you know, we saw what they were trying to do in Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins is electric with the ball in his hands too. With oh, a lot I like of pitches yeah. and stuff. He's much more comfortable running after the catch than Chris Conley or, or Demarcus Robinson. Um, so I, he, he definitely that would have definitely hurt the Browns. Mike Brown, Mike Brown comments in Browns Super Bowl win was last week versus the Steelers. They made the playoffs next year one more week. Um, I, I disagree with that. I, I thought that. I was. We talked about that last week. That's one of the reasons why I bet on the Chiefs given ten points is because I said, you know, the Browns are happy. They're happy they beat the Steelers. They took down, you know, David beat Goliath. Now they can kind of rest on their laurels. That's not. I don't think that's what happened. They came out super motivated. They looked. They looked good, and everything played out okay. Um, the de- the defense just doesn't have the skill. You know, I'm seeing a lot of people call for Joe Woods' head, and I don't know why. I think that is so dumb. I completely believe in what TJ Ward said on this very podcast a couple weeks ago. There's not enough talent on this defense. You know, and people were upset. Oh, why didn't they run more man? Why didn't they run more man? When they did, when they were in man, or when they were, they didn't run any man at all. They ran pretty much all zone. But you, you saw why. You saw why. So those guys were just too fast. They were too. They can't run Aaron Mitchell dude. ain't got the juice. That was one of the worst games I've ever seen Denzel Ward play. One of the worst yeah. games ever. He got juked out of his shoes by Travis Kelsey and got dominated by T- uh, Tyreek Hill. And Tyreek Hill still, even though he had a great game, still had zero touchdowns. So they by they were still antagonizing they still didn't get smushed i mean a lot of people thought that the chiefs were we thought that this game was going to be you know 50 to 42 or whatever 35 to 42 and it wasn't they didn't let it get out of hand and i think that that's really admirable i like joe woods i think if they get if they focus more on getting additional help at linebacker um i think linebacker is the key sion taki taki was another guy with a terrible game Terrible game. They had Denzel Ward trying to guard Travis Kelsey because Taki Taki just can't cover. Just can't cover. Mac Wilson had a run snap, so that shows you the faith that they have in him. Malcolm Smith is 40 years old. They're just there's no there's no linebackers that are and I like Taki Taki. I think Taki's Taki's good. We talked about him last week. Um, but he, he's just not a complete linebacker. I mean, you saw what a complete linebacker can do in Devin with Devin White and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you know, yesterday. That, yeah. That's what a linebacker, that's what a complete he's a, linebacker He's a problem. Does. That is a problem. Yeah. Man. If the Browns could get somebody like that or a couple guys like that, you know, um, maybe a, Jacob Phillips is a guy that has played really well recently, you know, that 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 should be someone that they're looking at pretty seriously towards the offseason of draft time. Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't have a problem with what they did on defense. They ke- they they kept it in front of them. I I did yeah, pick exactly. them to cover. Um, they picked them to cover and they did that. Um, I, I still think that game, that momentum of that game, the, the Chiefs are just better. Um, especially at the skill positions, players day. Um, they have more playmakers. Um, player for player, they're better. But playmaker wise, they're pretty, they're better than anyone. I mean, that's that's where they you know they're meat and potatoes. Is they're playmakers. Everybody knows that. And even well, if and- they did have Chad Henney in. And he almost cost the game well. with that horrible. He played okay. That interception. Was Other than uh, if you take that Ooh. interception away, if you take that interception away, though, he went six for seven for that's what, like, over eighty I, yards. If you take that away, that's a. If you took Lamar's interception away, they. I mean, can't right. can't just be taking that away. You take that. You got focused. You got, you throw it up to Tyreek Hill. The like again, top three. That's why I say he's the top three receiver because he showed. No, he's a little speedster, but when you just throw it up to him, he's gonna go get it. I don't care if he's five eight, five nine. He's got a forty two inch vertical. Like he's gonna go get it. He's physical. Like all I'm saying, people were saying, "Oh, it's Tyreek." He's 
not he's all like only running for like two routes. I'm like, dude, like just throw it to him. It doesn't well, matter. He did, like, he did, only, this he did only run two routes. That's the Browns, fine. Though. It's seven seven catches over 100 yards and only two routes. Like, I mean, yeah. that's just what he does. Every game. It was eight catches, yeah. Eight. No, like, he, I mean, that's just what he really, does. Man. He played really well. I'm not bashing Tyreek Hill. My focus, I was just saying that Chad Heaney, everybody talks shit about Chad Heaney, but, he I mean, it was, third, it was third and 12. He outrun the entire Browns defense, right? That play was you amazing. That, if if you take that yeah. interception off the board, he did what he was supposed to. He's a backup quarterback. He's a backup quarterback. There, dude. He's one. I bet he's one of the better backup quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah, he he got, they, and they didn't change the game plan at all. People are put in. You got to put in a tough spot because yeah, there's no way in hell I would have ran those plays if I was a coach. I would have been conservative. That's what I'm saying. Because Andy Reid didn't do that. Andy Reid had enough faith in him because a he's he's better than your average backup, and b he didn't need to. He stuck to his guns. That's one of the reasons why people were talking shit about Andy Reid because why 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 are you still doing that? You, you know. Daryl Williams is averaging six yards a pop. You should run the ball, Chad Heaney. Nah, man. He did, yeah. He Chad well, Heaney can run that offense. When you have those playmakers too, like a Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey, like you can do that. I mean, even Kelsey, like I, I'm not saying you and general Tyree. I'm saying people still they just find a way. They, they say Travis Kelsey is not as good as he. I mean, dude, Travis Kelsey. I've never one of the, heard anybody say that. I, I think, well, I think, I think always, the consensus is Travis Kelsey's a god. I just feel like there's, he's to me the best tight end, but I know people like Kittle. That's fine because Kittle is really good. But Travis Kelsey, I think I Travis Kelsey is way better than Kittle. I do. Too. I think there's a, I think there's a, gap. there's a gap. Yeah, there is. But people try to. I just feel like people always try to put <laughs> somebody ahead of these. Guys. Well, I think like, Kittle's guess, more of a. He's better blocker. Yeah, he's more of a complete your traditional complete tight end. Kelsey's more of a giant wide receiver. If that makes sense, I mean, it's just a mismatch nightmare, dude. Even you know, we don't know who they're. You know, they play Buffalo. You know, Buffalo's got some good players, and we'll get to that later. But I mean, that it's just it doesn't matter really. Like it's just too hard. Like you don't, you can't do much <laughs> versus those guys. Like what are you gonna do? You just pick your poison. Like I, I, I keep comparing them to the Warriors when they had when the Warriors had Kevin Durant, uh, Steph Curry, and Clay Thompson. How? Like how that, that team won the title easily. They beat LeBron, Kevin Love, Kyrie. Like doesn't it? Didn't, I don't. I think that was the best team of all time, maybe. Um, besides the Jordan Bulls, but that team is just so good. They're deadly from outside, and that's how I feel about this team. But they got to have Mahomes. Like and he played okay. Played played solid. Um, but <laughs> you don't want him starting versus Buffalo because Buffalo is uh, upgraded from. You know the Browns. Yeah, you can yeah, say it. Yeah, so. I think I don't think anybody would argue with that. Especially um, the way Josh is playing right now, man. Just yeah. I love Josh Allen. I love Baker. He's good. He actually impressed the hell out of me. I gave him a B plus grade um, for that game. I know he threw the pick uh, to Tyron, but Tyron's gonna too I, lovely. I, but he threw it. He it's threw okay. it. Okay you, never, you never want to say yeah. It's like it's one of those things where you never want to excuse an interception. That interception was ugly. But it was like the, I, it was it was getting to be time where it's like okay you gotta start for, you gotta start forcing shit if that makes sense you know what I mean it's more it's more excusable to throw an interception like that than what was it was it against uh, was it two weeks ago when he just threw he just threw it to the defender yeah, yeah that, I mean, that was just, just more a, excusable was just and it was like on a first down yeah that was just Tyron Matthew play man like he instinctively just came up with that one he you know it's just tough. He's a tough guy. You know, he'll go one way and then pop the other way and then pick and it And he's off. expecting – when Baker's throwing that too, he's expecting Jarvis Landry to fight for it a little bit more. 
and Jarvis Landry did not. That was Jarvis Landry was another Brown who had a pretty rough day. Baker Mayfield was really the only guy in that offense. Other than the the offensive line played really well too. I it mean, Antonio Treader, they all kept Christian Jones or uh, Chris Jones at bay. Um, you know, but Baker, other than those two and Baker, I, there really wasn't a whole lot of highlights there. I mean, Rashard Higgins, I know that it wasn't. That he had a, yeah, he had a I know game. that he got hit in the head and all that, but still, you know, they teach the. That that's been the rule forever, dude. Yeah, they can't. Yeah, and that's that's always and that's always been the even when I when I was playing that was the once you get the once you get the first down, it's all gravy. Make sure you don't fumble. You know, does that make sense? It's like how, one, how, one, two. how did you feel? Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Um, no, just, I just wanted to know how you because I was sitting with, with my guys watching it, and they're like, dude, if you're a Browns like fan right now or in Cleveland, like your heart's just. Well, there's something happened in the '90s. I can't think of what the play was. I don't know. Yeah, was it that bad? Like, or, or <laughs> that play, the Higgins play? It was play? worse because the Browns were actually good. Back the Brown, if they were, it was worse because the Brown, that Browns team probably could have won the Super Bowl. Oh, so you're saying that was worse than this? Then. Hell yeah! Because some people, I saw people with talk shows uh, this morning comparing it. And no. I, I'm not. I mean, it, 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 it's the same thing. The guys fumbled at the one yard line, so I can see the comparison. But that that Browns team in the '90s was good. I mean, this Browns team really like. I think obviously Buffalo would have been favorite next week, but like they could they could have beat Buffalo and Buffalo. I mean, really, they could have. That I really feel like the I was I was heartbroken, dude. Like yesterday, like honestly, like a little bit because the Browns like should have won that game to me. Like I know that they had a good season, they overachieved, but like I really when the Browns got that stop, I was like, it's over, it's done. And, were, and when you guys were third and fourteen, I was like, "All right, well, here we go. They're gonna get that stop, or fourth down, they're gonna get the stop." And like, you know, they never got that stop. I really wanted to see Baker get the ball back, man. I, I really thought he would have driven down the field and scored, and they would have needed two point conversion, I think, if I'm not mistaken. That would have been cool to see to see to see the to see Baker and, and crunch yeah. time in the playoffs. But uh, me, is what it is. I'm still happy with it. I really am. Yeah, you're. I know you're a lot more uh, optimistic and. Happy about not happy, but you know, optimistic. Yeah, about it. some people are like sad, dude. Like I know. Like- well, and I, I've seen some pretty aggressive things on Twitter about you know, hey, this should have happened or this. I, it's like I don't really know what you're seeing. This was literally the best case scenario. The best player on the the, the former NFL MVP, Super Bowl MVP of last year was hurt, and this is still what you got. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it was just it was a very close game. You know, I know Rashard Higgins that fumble and that rule sucks, but. A, it's been the rule forever. B, he shouldn't have fumbled the ball. You know, it does suck. That was a help. He did lay, he did lead with his crown, and that's against the rule, one hundred percent. I'm not I'm not justifying that. I'm more upset about that. I'm more upset that 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 didn't get called. If that makes sense, because right. you can't you can't do that. That and that's for the safety of Daniel Sorensen and uh, you know uh, Rashard Higgins. You can't lead with your head. You can't lead with your crown, your helmet like that. Well, I mean, it's not Goldberg or the WCW. You know what I mean? But. Uh, I don't think it would have ended up any differently, even if they would have called. I think that the Chiefs would have found a way yeah. to win. They just—I feel like they just had a—they had a game plan and it worked just enough. I'm happy that we didn't get smashed. Um, you know, it ain't like Kevin Stefanski called the perfect game either. For as much everybody wants to give Joe Woods a bunch of shit, but that challenge play against the Tyree—it was stupid. Tyreek Hill got up immediately and started clapping and high fiving because he knew that that was just a waste. Yeah, of I was like, "What are you?" And then they missed the other one, and then they didn't go for two, which was kind of a little baffling because I, mean, I know that's, that's yeah. a spot right there. And he's an analytic guy, you know. Most of those guys will go for two, and especially that just made sense right there. 
I know uh, it's super, it was super weird. It was super weird. Yeah, was, we talked about him making weird decisions like that. Yeah, I like the game plan he had. Like, the, yeah, some of, the, some of the in game decisions that comes with time. I mean, he's young, man. This he, guy, they, they were great. Everybody, yeah. was, everybody played. Everybody was, I just, I that everybody played as well as played better than I expected. Everybody played better than I expected. That's what, and I'm I'm shocked that other people don't see it the same way. We don't have a we don't have a, a burner wide receiver to to burn down a defense. You know, our two our their number one number two left tackles were both hurt, and our number three left tackle was inactive. You know what I mean? A guard who we just signed two weeks ago had to fill in. I feel like they did all right. Nick Chubb, yeah. our all pro running back, dropped three really easy passes. I mean, shit shit happens, and they still only got, got beat by five points. I yeah, I'm, I don't I don't understand how you could be more upset than that. You we just talked about Tyreek Hill having those passes that were pretty momentum shifting. He didn't score a touchdown. That I feel like that's a yeah. that's a moral victory. I feel like there's a lot positives to take away from this game. Yeah, that's still a win. As much as I love and rant rave about Tyreek, he didn't score a touchdown. And they did a good job with the yeah. red zone. That's a, a big deal because that's kind of how you can beat this team is let them get in the red zone. And then let them score from there because, like, if you're letting them score 30, 40 yard touchdowns, which I thought Tyreek Hill would get one of those big ones where he's just mm-hmm. blows by the defense and gets like a 30, 40 yard touchdown, he didn't you know what I mean? He, he's the big play guy over 20 yards. Um, that, that's how they score and make their money. Um, just like I compared again to three pointers, um, make those damn players score twos and free throws, and, and that's what kind of what they did in a football sense. They made them walk it down to the red zone, saw a lot of Ryan suck up. Right, the kicker, or no? Uh, is that the Chiefs? Uh, no, Harrison, no, no, no. Bucker. no, Harris, Harrison Bucker. Excuse me, Ryan Sucker was a Tampa Bay kicker who did well in the NFC Championship game. But um, Harrison Bucker, he he kind of was sketchy. Like he made a couple field goals, but he missed the extra point and missed another. Yeah, field that goal. doesn't happen either. He's a good kicker. He's so a really, yeah, he's a top ten kicker. Yeah, he's a top ten kicker. And they were they were home too. I mean, so they that that moment you could hear the momentum in the crowd. And I just like I just felt like that gasp of air. When uh, Mahomes kind of like stumbled, I was like, "Dude, he's done!" Like, yeah, he like he, There's no way he's coming back in. And I, you know, and shout out to Mac, man. He Mac, uh, Mac Wilson. He he kind of tweeted out some stuff earlier. Like, he's not. That wasn't dirty. That just I know it wasn't dirty at all. I was surprised. No. My I watched it on replay. Even my my fiance, who you know doesn't watch football, but she knows a little bit. She's seen guys, she's seen guys <laughs> get hurt, and uh, she was even like, "Why? What happened? Why is he all? Why is he all messed up?" It was a nerve, nerve damage, more or like a pinch. Yeah, it was, yeah. It, was, it was, it was, it was the way he landed and the twist. You could see it's because his body was twisted in an unpleasant manner. That's more, more about what it was. But the Rashard Higgins hit was way more violent. That was head, dirty, dirty, dirty D, man. Daniels, <laughs> dirty was, D. Yeah, dirty that's what D. they call him. He, yeah, he's not a dirty player. Dirty but, D. But no, uh, Patrick, you know, talked to Mac, and you know, they text each other, and they're good. Yeah, you know, I, mean, I didn't think it was dirty at all. Yeah, it wasn't dirty. Dude. That game was so physical, though. Like, I, it really was, like, to me. Like, I I, I really thought – because people were giving Joe Woods, hell, you said. I, I haven't heard that. I'm not listening to yes. Ohio Radio. Those are not there. But he called a great game, and they were physical, man. They were just – they just don't have the guys. Like, Miles – I thought Miles I... played pretty solid, uh, especially towards the end. He was yeah, really... it's weird that you're saying that. You're giving Miles Garrett a lot of props. I don't think I... he played terribly. But, man, he didn't really – him and Adrian – Claiborne, they both had – Claiborne made a play. Five. Yeah, Claiborne, Claiborne destroyed that screen. Yeah. And that was pretty <laughs> that was time. I thought that was cool, but even the Garrett sack that was pretty inconsequential. You know what I mean? I, I like, thought he was getting pressures. When, he, that, the, when Henny came in, I thought he was getting pressures. I didn't. Like, he didn't. He didn't get he, sacks, but he was getting a couple pressures. 
I really, I, I mean, he was getting single blocked. I really didn't see where he was smashing it. Uh, I saw, I mean, but you Fisher, know, Fisher's good, man. I like Fisher. Eric Fisher. Yeah, 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 for sure. And it looked like there was a pretty good battle. Larry Ogunjobi sucked. He got pushed off the ball yeah. play for about six yards. Um, Fisher had that one overall, penalty. I don't think yeah. defensive line played played particularly well. So I thought it was interesting that you kept talking about if anything i think the defensive backs played well there was all that speed and they didn't they didn't get destroyed i mean yeah they ran the chiefs ran the same play over and over again because terrence mitchell and those guys couldn't compete and denzel ward had the worst game i've ever seen play but denzel denzel ward's worst game is still you know he didn't play horrible mitchell. to me yeah he didn't play he i mean wrong. i don't think denzel ward was terrible that play he, he slipped on that play though for Travis bro he, and he, he was on the tire he was tyree kill was one that beat him for that uh that up ball too well yeah that one was i mean he got beat a couple that's times. that's that's the plays that i want because i was watching the corner receivers match of this way you know that i was a uh, obsessed with like you know marshawn Lattimore versus like mike evans and like uh yeah you know, jalen versus Devontae. Well, yeah, yeah. jalen versus um, Devontae, and then this matchup I, you know i was dying to see uh, denzel on the one-on-ones not you know like you said you made a good point last week um and somebody actually uh, was talking to me about it They're like yeah this is a new school nfl like, you're not going to see denzel and tyreek every play i mean like, i know that but i'm talking about those particular plays where it is one-on-one and he's got to just go up and get – Henny just threw that up, man. You know what I mean? He's like, yeah, I, I got playmakers. Like, why the hell would I not throw it to – at least – Denzel – so Denzel should stop that. That then If that was should. on Terrence Mitchell, I wouldn't – you know. Yeah, but Denzel, I know Denzel was kind of – Denzel was kind of in the right spot, but Denzel got – I don't – I don't – you know, I'm not like, I'm not going to make excuses for him. He's, he's a physical five. corner, too. He's like 6'1". He's really good. Yeah, 6'1". Was he 6'1", like 200? Is that his about size? That sounds about right. Yeah, I know he's like 198. Like listed at that, like six one one ninety eight. So either way, you know he, he does that all in his sleep. I just you know that yeah. Uh, Carl Joseph had a good game. He was getting up there. He was getting he physical, knocked a couple dudes out. Was pretty up there in the box. He um, gave up one to Kelsey too, but I think that was I mean height just kind of like the way they threw it up. That to was him. the that was the pass with Taki Taki was no right. Okay, yeah. Taki was in no man's land. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So I felt like that was more probably. I mean. I don't know. I wish I knew what. Put that on Taki Taki more than Carl Joseph. I don't. I don't. I don't know because he was past Taki Taki, but Taki Taki was nowhere to be found. I don't know what he was doing. He was standing next to no one. Carl Joseph was the closest defender, but I wasn't really sure. I don't. It just it looked. It looked like he broke behind Taki Taki and sat there. If that makes sense. I saw Porter try to get a couple men too. I was happy to see Porter have some effort on the place he was in. He he got uh, they called a penalty on. Was he got chop blocked? I think Porter Augustine. Oh Porter, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I saw Porter Augustine try to. He had a couple plays where he got in the back, so like he couldn't you know make the play at the end. But you know he was really he didn't play that much. But I mean he played. Yeah, um, it was nice to see him out there. But yeah, I mean I don't know, man. Brown. Great season, great group of guys, man. Um, just knowing, you know, guys like Johnny Stanton and Porter Gustin, talking to those guys, Taki Taki and, like, Harrison Bryant, those guys, like, they'll come back next year with a vengeance. Um, David Njoku, like you said, he played well. Yeah, Hooper made – Hooper had a couple of wild catches to me. Yes, too. he did. Um, tight, ends sure. were, tight ends played real well. Njoku and Hooper both played yeah. really best, well. Best tight end group in the NFL, top five of alone line in the NFL. Uh, I can really say Baker. Maybe uh, I think Baker's a top ten quarterback now. I'm, I'm, I don't know I'm, if the offensive line is top five. Because really, they, they never seem to play healthy. If that if those boys are healthy, man, that's play healthy. Okay, if they're if they're healthy, that's a damn. I thought I said that was the best. 
that hasn't been the case though. So it's like it's hard to say. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. I mean, well, hopefully they can stay healthy because I love what they have up front. Um, they gotta gotta stay healthy. And now you know I'm looking at. I like Donovan People Jones. I, I really thought. You know, He's I'm, great. I'm, I'm looking at the, the game. I haven't watched like the all 22 of the tape yet, or maybe I'll rewatch it. But you know, there's plays downfield where you know he was getting covered because I was like, they really got to get him involved. They tried to, I think, a couple times, but they need. They need. I don't OBJ. know if it. They do need. I don't know if he's coming back, man. Honestly, I don't think he is. But <laughs> um, what? Think, you think they're gonna get rid of OBJ? Yeah, I think so. I think no they're gonna. Way. I think they're gonna try to groom Donovan People Jones to be that deep threat guy. Well, that ain't gonna happen. Donovan People Jones is real. He's good. I think he's he raw could, though. I think he could be a badass. But to talk about him, compare him to he's no, not. No, I'm not comparing. Him. I'm not comparing him. I'm just saying you 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 have a guy that's a freak athlete, and you know. Um, kind of like a super freak athlete, really. Like, if you look at his numbers, stuff he did is crazy. Um, with his height and everything and his vert, he has like the t- or top 10 highest verticals of all time in combine. Yeah. Well, I, I, and broad jumps I, under- I understand that. And he, he is He's great. Not Odell Beckham, I'm not saying, I'm not-, I'm not getting rid of OBJ. I'm not, I, if I'm, if, if they get rid of OBJ, I, I, it depends on what the price tag, what do you, what do you think they're going to get for him? I don't know. Coming off what that vision. Depends how he looks on it. I mean, I know there, you know, there's a lot of teams that are going to be looking. Baltimore's going to be looking at him. You know what I mean? Of course. Uh, you know, I don't know about Houston and what they're trying to do right now, but there's going to be some teams looking at him. Miami's going to be looking at him. You know what I mean? Pretty close. Uh, 49ers, I think, will be looking at him. I mean, uh, anybody – I'm okay with everybody being on the table. I, I'm a big believer in listening to all offers. You know, um, the, it's kind of – when Andrew Barry was calling Cam Newton up, everybody was like, oh, oh, that means he hates Baker. No, I completely disagree with that. That's what a good GM does. A good GM calls up everybody and goes through every single option. So I'm, I'm okay with him listening to people offer for OBJ. It's just – it's got to – if it's me, I'm charging a high price. Because I think he is a goddamn stud. I would like to have him back on this team and give it one more try. But, I mean, you, if it starts off bad again next year, man, people are going to be pissed. They're going to be like, this guy's just not meant to be on this team. Because, I mean, I, I really think you can develop um, Donovan People-Jones. You still have Jarvis, and then you still have Hollywood Higgins. I like him. He's Higgins is a free agent, by the way. Bring You got to bring him back. I like him. I would think that that'd be a priority. Yeah, I like him. I, I would I like make him. it a priority. I've really, I, I wasn't like the biggest like Higgins fans. Like I, I've been, you know, I've watched that guy like you just doing draft stuff since he came out, and he's been solid. But like I really was impressed by him this year in the way I think Baker likes him a lot. Likes him, but really, I just think like those tied it. I don't know if Njoku is free agent or no, he's not. Okay, so he no. signed up. So I know they'll have Harrison and Austin still. So they have all three of those guys. Um, they'll still have Cream and Nick in the mm-hmm. backfield. So yeah, man, they've got yeah. You I, okay? You probably want to bring Odell back and really kind of give that a go for one more year because Donovan People I mean, Jones. That's offers you something insane, you know. Maybe I mean, maybe I'm relying on Donovan People Jones a little too much. I, I think Donovan. You know, it's it's funny because Donovan. Who do you think, I think he can be? What do you think he can be? Sorry, let me I ask you. Be, I think he could be a number one in the NFL. You, I, I okay. Here, here, I'll say I'll give you exactly. I think I already told you this. But Adam Moore and I argued about him constantly. Adam Moore is a big statistic number numbers guy, right? He is with his graphs and stuff. And he said Donovan Peoples-Jones was his steal of the entire draft. And I somewhat agree with him. I said, yeah. I gave him a third-round grade because I think he can be a star. I think he can be a number one wide receiver. But I didn't see it at Michigan. I thought the issue – I thought the issue with him at Michigan was that he could not create separation. 
that, that was his problem. That was his problem yesterday. So that that to yeah. me, but OBJ, that dude creates separation. That's just not you know what I mean. So it's hard for me to say. I I don't think I don't I don't think he's. I think he'll be better than Rashard Higgins when it's all said and done. Even though I love Higgins, I don't think he's going to be better than Jarvis Landry though. And OBJ is better than Jarvis Landry. I don't, I don't think Donovan People Jones is. I don't even think he's a number one. I think he's like a two. But I think um, he could be. No, I think he could be a number one. He has a talent. He, he's, he's a badass. He really, he, he really is. He's a bad. And he, he's, he's fine. He's got more separation this year than he ever had at Michigan. Oh yeah, and he's got a better quarterback than Shea. No offense, my boy Shea. But, I mean, he's got, he's got, he's got. I mean, and that, that you know, Michigan had some. Michigan just had some issues with their receivers too, because like I think Tariq Black and all those guys kind of underachieved to me. Um, for what like they came out of high school so highly rated. Um, and Donovan People Jones was yeah, the Tariq highest. Black. He was a five star coming out of high school. So what happened with Tariq Black? Did he go to Texas? Is that what it was? Yeah, he, he didn't do shit there, right? No, he's still there though. He's he's, he's there. Got another year. He's saying a six-year, dude. He was my favorite. Out of that yeah, Eric's, and that was Eric's favorite, too. Out of, yeah. it, was, it was him. It was Tariq, Donald Jones, and there was another one. Um, they had I have to look it later. But, yeah, that was that was, uh, that was was Eric's favorite because he liked the way he ran. Like kind of yeah. like the running back a little bit, like low. I, he, I bigger, was, he was bigger, too, more muscular than those guys. Yeah, Donald Jones is like kind of a lanky guy. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, looking forward to that team. Like I said, I think the offense is fine. What you do with Odo Beckham is big, obviously, but the offense is fine. I, I, I don't think OB – like I said, I think the OBJ – I think he stays, man. I think – I'd give I, it one more year. I would give it one more year. Uh, look at offers. I, I think that the bigger offseason concern would be what do you do with Olivier Vernon? Because Olivier Vernon had games where he was flat out, straight up better than Miles Garrett. Olivier game. Vernon was an absolute freak, and we needed him a couple games. And his contract's up, and he's, he's been want the big. He's I, for a he's lot. Gonna, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I'm not the salary cap guy. We need to bring some. We need to find someone who's good at the salary cap numbers and bring them on because I don't know what his expectations are going to be. I just know that he is a very competent pass rusher and below average pass rushers go to free agency and they make a buttload of cash. So and I and I don't know what the Browns are going to want to pay him because they're also going to want to go to the youth route. I would think. I don't know. I, I don't know. Might. That's the biggest storyline to me because he was good. He was damn good. And it would suck to it would suck to have that as a strength and go because right now it's a strength. Right now you got a good nucleus: Miles Garrett, Olivia Vernon, um, Porter Gustin, uh, Adrian Claiborne. All those guys are very those top three guys very good. The Porter Gustin. Very okay guy to come off the bench. And you can get another guy off the bench in the fourth round. Let's say, look at the Steelers with Alex Highsmith out of Charlotte. Kind of an undersized guy that uses, that's got a high motor. You can get, maybe look into getting one of those guys um, in the draft and, and not lose anything. But once you lose Vernon, that takes a step back. I mean, come on, they didn't have Vernon this past week against the Chiefs, and you could tell. You could tell. Yeah. What's it, what, what injury is he coming off of? That's a big deal. What injury is it? Do you is know? it ACL Achilles? I don't know. I thought it was Achilles because that's a that's gonna yeah he's gonna lose he's gonna lose a little bit of money not too much but he'll lose a little bit with coming off an Achilles that's not an injury that's easy and Odell I mean his value is dropped I mean, he's coming off he's had two big injuries now you know what I mean but it's Odell Odell looks like he's damn almost fully back already and it's not even a yeah. like time yet um so I think Odell will be fine um this will probably be his last hurrah though because I mean if he gets hurt like that again. It'll just kind of be a journeyman receiver, but uh, 
I don't know, man. That's a big deal. Yeah, like you said, you want to build that defense in the draft. Um, they're picking 26 overall. Well, the defense sucks so bad in so many spots. So it's like, do you really, players, want, do you really want to add pass rush there? They got good players, man. They just I don't. don't BJ Goodson is a free agent. He's 50 years old. You know, he's a old. He, he's not good. You know, Malcolm Smith is a, an old, old player, yeah. and he's a free agent, and he's not good. You're going to re-sign both those guys? No, I don't know about those guys. I'm talking about – I'm saying they have good players. I'm talking about Miles Garrett is a top-10 defensive player. There. So Denzel Ward is a top-five corner. Line, the defensive line's good. The line And the and the defensive backs, if Greedy Williams and Grant Delpit come back healthy, yeah, that's, what I'm saying. that's a great back. Those linebackers straight-up garbage, dude. That's where they got to go, you know. They're, in, they're inconsistent and they're young. I mean, there's some of them that I think I think Sion, Sion Takitaki could turn into a playmaker, and he's got yeah. games that looks good. I, I like think Matt Wilson can be turned into a playmaker. He looked damn good this past week, but he played 10 snaps. You know what I mean? His, yeah. his they are using him less and less. Um, you know, uh J- Jacob Phillips. I, I think that he had he has the juice to be a badass, but dude, we need someone to step in and be a badass now. That'll really take this defense to the next level. They really need to invest in yeah. linebacker. Yeah, they do. Um, maybe they need to get a vet, you know what I mean, to come in. I don't know who's out there free agency-wise. It wouldn't be sure. a bad idea, you know. I, I, yeah. It'd be nice to have a veteran guy because those guys are young, man. That's a young defense. Uh, from the guys you just named, I mean, those guys aren't just – they're just not developed yet. It's not like they're not good. Like, no, especially, one of those guys is bound to be a playmaker. I think Taki Taki oh, would yeah. be the safest bet. Um, I think Phillips has the highest, uh, like, ceiling. But Tioni Taki Taki probably be the safest bet. I like Grand Delphi a lot. So Greedy, uh, Greedy's a, he's solid. I like him, but I don't at the same time. That's kind of how Greedy, I feel about Greedy's him. a badass. He's great. He can't, I like he just him. Gotta, he's got to be healthy. He, Greedy is hurt a lot, though. Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying, mm-hmm. man. You don't want the guy on the bench the whole time. But I, I run that back from the Browns. Really, you want to bring that same core back. And obviously, you got your draft picks and See what you're doing. I don't like. I said the cap. That's a totally different thing. I don't even know who y'all GMs in. GM is. So I don't know. Andrew Barry. Okay, Andrew Barry. Okay, I don't know how he operates really. Like you'd have to tell me that more so. I'll he's definitely that. more analytical guy. That's what he's I figured. He's got, like he, you're, uh, he's not going to draft anybody that's too old. He's probably not going to draft anybody that's too small. He's gonna he's gonna lay take someone who's got the size like Donovan Peoples Jones. That's an analytical guy, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Jacob and then Phillips. Jacob Phillips, yeah. Um, Grant Del- well, Grant Delphi's been good on the field too, but he's a big guy. Yeah, Grant um, Delphi. That's different because Grant Delphi is great, but like Jacob Phillips is the perfect example because Jacob Phillips was, I mean, he had a pretty disappointing career at LSU. Yeah, same with Donovan People Jones, like you said. Um, yeah. He just t- well, he I, all the, I would blame. Yes, checks all the, the boxes, the analytics, the numbers. I think that most people don't blame Don Peoples Jones for the career he had at Michigan. I think that they blame Michigan. Jacob Phillips was given every opportunity True. to be a bad at the LSU. And I keep forgetting the other guy's name. Who was the guy that was selected by the Ravens? That was at LSU? Yeah, the linebacker that ended up being the stud for them. Oh, man. Um, Whatever. You know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, talking the guy that won the first round. They had, a, they, you know, Jacob Phillips was the big five star guy, was supposed to be the dude. I know he led the SEC in tackling and led the LSU in tackling, blah, 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 blah. But who cares? We know who the real playmaker and linebacker was yeah. at LSU. The, so, you know what I mean? We don't so know that, his name, though. 
Yeah, I know. I know. I know exactly what you're talking about. Because um, they, yes. they just have, they've shelled out so many. Devin White, you just talked about him. That's another yeah. LSU guy. To, to Honey Badger, <laughs> you know, we've yeah. made a lot of LSU guys on the show. Um, yeah, see, like Honey Badger probably wouldn't be an Andrew Berry pick. No, and then ca- character too, because I don't know how. Yeah, well, I don't know. Uh, we haven't drafted anybody that Andrew Barry has only been with us for one year, so it's hard to tell. But okay. uh, he hasn't drafted some... anybody. I don't, Matthew, but Matthew doesn't have a criminal record. He's just a dickhead. I think he got, well, he got pot, the pot charge, but I mean. That's not a thing. That's not like, not like. No, it's not, but I mean. I don't want to say it's not a thing. That sounds bad, but it's he not got like. A ticket. He got a ticket for it. He got arrested not, for it, but it's I mean, not. That's not a legit. Like, was, John Dorsey was drafting Caleb Brantley, who beat the shit out of a chick, and Antonio Callaway, who beat the shit out of a chick. Yeah. And signed Cream Hunt, who beat the shit out of a chick. You know what I mean? That I don't feel like Pot is on the same level. No, level it's as not. That. Now, Josh Gordon, if you if you know if you got a serious problem, you're suspended every day, and I think that's an issue. But I, I don't. I hate I don't. talking about it. <laughs> I just hate talking about him because he. That's my most wasted talent I've ever seen. I know, but and that, guy, and that guy's got issues. That's 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 different. Is he reinstated now with the Seahawks or what's going on? He's oh, he's damn man. He's never gonna. You can't, you can't. That's that's the thing. You can't fail those drug tests. That's when you know you have a problem. The NFL makes it so easy. Oh, they tell you when you're going to be tested. So yeah, there's no, like a, you yeah. have to not smoke for like three months. Is that right? Ninety days. Yeah. They tell you when, and like he's failing. Yeah, to, he's he's, fell, he's probably felt like 10, 12 drugs. To, I mean, since Utah when he was yeah, there. Hey, so was, if you, if you fail, Utah and Baylor, yeah, they Utah and Baylor. Baylor. Yep. Yeah. So if you if you if you failed your drug test at the combine, that's probably if you fail your drug test at the combine, that's probably a red flag. But if you've been a busted for pot, like Josh Love was. You know, in his hotel room uh, at the bowl. I don't know. I don't know. That's. I guess that'd be an interesting question to ask somebody. That's more associated with the NFL and what the front office thinks. I'm sure different organizations think different things. I'm pretty sure that's different. I mean, Love still went in the first after that. Yeah, I don't think that's a big deal. That's what I'm saying. I don't think that's a big deal. But if you fail it at the at the combine, that is a big deal because you knew when you were going to be tested. True. If you fail it in the offseason program, that's a big deal because you knew when you were going to be tested. But if you get busted, you know, with it in your car at school. As a sophomore, I don't think they give a shit. I think they chalk it up as shit happens. But maybe I'm wrong. Depends on the team, for sure. That's something to that's there, something to there's we'll different, have to have Yeah, there's different teams and every I mean, I know like the Falcons when they had Dimitrov, he was very he, he didn't like any of that shit at all, dude. No really? no 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 bad it's in the locker room. But you know, he got a little loose at the end, but you know, he's gone now. I don't know where he's gonna land. But Thomas Mitrov was like, no, zero tolerance, dude. Interesting. <laughs> well, I guess we'll have to. Well, and, and now that we're in the offseason, Donovan and I will definitely do a better job of bringing in draft experts and, and all that stuff. But Donovan, it sounds like you you set up a pretty good show for tomorrow before we sign off here. Do you want to tell everybody what you got set up? Yeah, man. So tomorrow's show is going to be fun, um, exciting. Uh, going to keep it in Ohio with my two gals on Twitter. Uh, my heard two of, gals on Twitter. Might have heard of one of them, Miss Gabby Gowdy. Coming on the show. Um, and how you then, pronounce that? Right? Yeah, it is. It is. Sorry, it's got breaking news. John Lester just got signed. I don't know why that's breaking news anymore. It's not 2010. <laughs> if you're a baseball fan out there, but anyway, um, and then Molly Rose, of course, um, coming on as well. So she's new, but exciting. It's her first podcast, so should be should be a good show. Um, they'll be kind of 
talking about what we were just kind of talking about tonight at the end, uh, what the Browns are looking forward to do next year and just like the fandom behind the Browns. I mean, I think, I think honestly, like you guys took over Twitter for like NFL Twitter, like obviously Bill's mafia and then the Packers. The Packers. Dude, I don't know, man. <laughs> Brown, I just, I, I'm follow, I follow, I think I follow like a writer from like every team or just like fans from every team. And the Browns are just the most prevalent. I don't, I, I've never even been to Ohio. I, I think I, that did, I, I got followed by a lot of fans. Thank you to the Browns fans for being nice to me because I had a one hater say I've never even been to Ohio. He's not even a Browns fan. He's got California. Yeah, someone was upset about that. I, yeah, I told you that, dude. They were like, this guy is a Packers fan. Like, why is he even on this show? And I had a couple people tweet at me and they're like, they're like, why are you drinking right now? Your team's not on. I'm like, hey, like I'm on the Browns wire, but that's a, I did see that. That's yeah. amazing. I think that I would have more following. Okay, I'd be better at social media if more people, first of all, ate at Arby's, and second of all, listen to Tone Lock. Okay, I had a great tweet about Funky Cool Medina, I and no, no one, no one cared. <laughs> no, let's, let, that's a good question on the podcast. With if you were if you were dry humping on the on the field. <laughs> Like let's say you're a professional athlete, you had your woman. Like let's play, say you played for the Titans because you're moving to Tennessee, right? And you were just dry humping away where the Titans play. What song would you have the PA announcer play? Um, that's a good question, man. I'm gonna go with uh, the Hills by The Weekend. Oh my God, it's too romantic. That's a good, but it's got like a beat to it though, like. It's not slow. It's like it's a romantic song, but it's got like a like a like a hip hop beat to it. You, I would like I would say so. I stand by Funky Cool Medina. <laughs> maybe the Chili Peppers. Every you know because you just you can grind and hump to the beat of the bass line. The Chili little, Peppers. Little flea action. Little flea action. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, yeah. So Danny California just just grinding away. Okay, okay. If you had to have a movie on the movie on the scoreboard, what would it be? So you're dry humping on the field with your girl. What movie I'm, you have? I'm gonna be really generic, dude. Right here. <laughs> You're gonna have some sparks. Yeah, I'm gonna say the Notebook, dog. Oh, dude, come on! You're already dry humping. You don't need anything else to get you there. The correct answer is Encino Man. Encino <laughs> Man. That's, that's that's such a random movie, dude. <laughs> dude, that's that's how I that's how I want to die, dude. I want to be dry humping to. I'm trying, to I'm trying to be romantic, dude. I got like. You are. You're too much romantic. You're just too. You're too, too much romantic. We need I'm, to put this on as a Twitter poll. This is funny. We do need to put that. Yeah. I didn't write this down. I put the hills and <laughs> what did I say? Oh, uh, the, the notebook. notebook bro. The fun. notebook. Or Forrest Gump, maybe I don't know. Like it's a long movie. No, you can't play Forrest Gump because the Jenny dies of AIDS. It's not sexy. You're yeah, going to the opposite. It's like a two and a half hour movie, dude. Like <laughs> you're driving two and a half hours. You're not you're not having sex. You're not allowed to have sex because it's a public place. It's oh, just I'm dry just humping. Dry. Oh, I'm just dry humping? Well you can't have sex. I don't think I mean even Drew Brees isn't allowed to have sex in the Well, this is your random fantasy world that you made. Well, either way, it's a fantasy world, but if you were if I, I'm I'm a thousand percent sure if Patrick Mahomes wanted to. Like he could be like, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna take my girl on a date. Can you play Encino Man on the scoreboard? Why I have a picnic, and then he could drive. But they're not gonna bang. That's not well, Drew, cool. Drew Lock dates uh, the owner of the Chiefs' daughter. So could he have pull first though? Oh, all? for sure. Yeah, for sure. I forgot about that, dude. I didn't know yeah. you. You Gracie Gracie Hunt. Yeah, he dates Gracie Hunt. 
you put on Facebook. I didn't know Arthur Smith, who's the new, who's the new Atlanta Falcons head coach, which by the way I thought was a great hire. I didn't know he was the son of the owner of FedEx. Yeah, dude, Frederick Smith, worth five point six billion dollars. And I also didn't know that Arthur Smith's first NFL job was with the team his daddy owned. Yeah, it was, and then he, you know, he went wow. to Memphis, which is like FedEx FedEx know. Field. You know, and then, and then uh, the Grizzlies. If you ever been to a Grizzly game, it's FedEx form. You know so. how bad that bugs me out. You know my biggest pet peeve is is nepotism. I, I yeah, hate you. You do hate that a lot. You, it, I hate. It, I hate Jack Collinsworth. I hate. But I like Kyle, Arthur. You like Kyle Shanahan so much, though. He's so good. He's so. That's I, different. I, That's different. I, I think yeah. that ne- nepotism. I think nepotism is bad, but sometimes there are. I mean, you're not not every single person that rides their daddy's coattails is a piece of shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, Kyle, I think Ma- I mean, Eli, Bill, Bill I mean, yeah. dad was a, was a coach too. You know what I mean? That's how he got his foot up. I don't think that every per you know what I mean. Not every person that's like that sucks, but I think that that I think that is a prevailing issue in the NFL that no one wants to know. What was it like? Five people on Pete Carroll's staff in, in Seattle all have his last name or some shit like yeah. that. Like, I think that Brendan's Brendan's been on staff with him forever. Like pretty much wherever Pete goes, because Brendan was uh, on USC staff when we were really good. Was yeah. Like I think tight that, end coach. I think. Yeah. I think that, 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 that isn't, that's, that's a little heavy, right? That don't you think that that's a clearly, a clearly an issue. Ohio state did the same thing. Um, I mean, you know, their office of coordinator, their quarterbacks coach was Ryan day, who was previous job was a quarterbacks coach in the NFL. Okay. Okay. Clearly, that guy's resume checks out. After Ryan Day took over as office of coordinator, the new quarterbacks coach was Urban Meyer's daughter's husband, whose really? former job was the GA at Georgia Tech. Okay, that's not the same thing. You're changing. No. You know, does that make sense? that that to me is a clear violate that that to me is clear and obvious nepotism, right? right. I don't I don't think that like Shanahan really his resume checks out. You know, he, he, he worked his way. I mean, just because you're getting your foot in the door by your dad doesn't mean you're going to do anything with it, too. Exactly. So, like, I appreciate those guys that still get the opportunity, but like, work. Sometimes those guys like have to work extra hard. Uh, I feel like Shanahan's one of those guys. Like, he works sure. just as hard as Mike. Like, really, at the end, of the, I mean, is he as good a coach as Mike? Not yet, but like, he probably will be one day. He's young. He's like forty. I, I think that it gave him an unfair advantage, but it's it. I think it gave him an unfair advantage, but he's actually good. Does no, that make sense? Yeah, so sometimes, sometimes it pay. It, sometimes it is the right move. I don't. It may have given him an unfair advantage, but even if his daddy wasn't wasn't a Shanahan, I think he'd still be where he's at. It would, just would have t- taken longer. Does that make sense? But some no, of these guys, I think that you can see that a lot. They're like, was it Lane Kiffin? Okay, well, that dude was like the youngest coach in NFL history, the youngest coach in college football history. And he's got like two winning seasons under his belt of 20 years of being a head coach. Okay, well, maybe that's a guy, an example of someone whose dad, Monty Kiffin, yeah. perhaps played a larger role in his life than necessary. You know what I mean? Or you constantly see guys that are like, oh, they're the youngest ever. Their daddy and their great granddaddy were coaches. It's like, oh. you see it with, you see it with, with, uh, it's even worse with, uh, Commentators, Jack Collinsworth. I got to see him on Saturday Night Football every goddamn weekend now. Why? Because his daddy's Chris. Yeah, he sounds just like Chris. That shit's crazy, dude. They're they they. I, I, good. I don't. <laughs> I like I like Chris, dude. You can him. I like it. I think I just like listen to the say. I think I'm one of those people that's like I'm very nostalgic, Josh. So. I don't mind that someone's not as good. Like I just like listening to the same people. Like I don't want to hear anyone different because yeah. that's I know every when I when I, I know Sunday night I know who I'm gonna hear. It's gonna be Chris and and uh, 
and uh, Al, and maybe Tariko. I, Al, well, Al, you know, was, was down a little bit this year. I like to, I mean, you gotta like Tariko. It's Tariko's dope. Al Michaels is dope too. I think, I just think Chris Chris Collinsworth sucks. I just, I just like hearing his voice, man. Like, I don't know. I just, do I think, like, I think Romo's good. Romo, I think Romo's oh, good. Him and Jim are doing the Super Bowl. I didn't know the Super Bowl was gonna be on CBS this year. I love yeah. CBS's crew. Um, they do a really good job. Even like their uh, Boomer. Boomer's been doing a lot better lately. I don't know, you know, what, what's going on with him, but Boomer's been. Yeah. Boomer was killing it yesterday, dude. Like when his breakdown with like the Browns and shit. I thought I was like, okay, Boomer. He's usually not that good. The Browns. Yeah, Boomer was breaking down the the Browns game on uh, CBS yesterday, like oh, at time. with yeah, like okay. Nate Burleson, Bill Cowher, Boomer, and uh, was it James Brown? He's okay. No, um, I'm not. Oh, I'm just saying he had a good day yesterday. Every you know, every dog has his day. I thought uh, Devin had- Gard when I was listening. I was watching the Mackin game earlier this year. The old quarterback from Michigan. From Michigan, yeah. Yeah, I was like, damn, he's doing a good job. He's he's doing a really good job. What, where is he at? Is he doing? You said Mac. Mac, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's doing some. Ch- it was a Northern Illinois game, I think. Should check out Malik Zaire. Want to go? With some, some I had, he's good too. He's good. Yeah. He's, he's good too. He can cook too. <laughs> he's really, really good chef. Yeah. Well, I haven't tasted his food, but it looks good. All the stuff he posts online. But yeah, I mean, I, I like uh, I'm liking that Jim Nance and Romo are doing the uh, the Super Bowl. That's going to be great. Yeah, to hear. good. Which Romo had know? Romo had a rough day uh, yesterday. Everybody's giving him a hard time yesterday because he was he predicted a couple of plays and they were completely uh, utterly wrong. But Dude, I mean, he's like ninety five percent right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think he's great. I don't even care. I'm not asking you to predict the plays. That doesn't make you a good commentator. I just want you to explain. What's going on? He does a really good job at that. He really but, does. And Jim Nance, they're, they're so perfect together because Nance yeah. is just Nance's voice is just classic, dude. Yeah. Because that, that dude does the masters, and it's just that's the voice. Like, really, he might have the best voice right now. Well, I really like Tom Rinaldi a lot too, but that's a little different. He does sideline. You know who was uh, Urban Meyer was actually really good at that shit too. Urban was Urban great. Meyer was so good at that shit. I'm gonna miss that crew in the morning with you know, uh-huh. my, my two USC boys and uh, Urban. Urban was Urban was good at that. Shit. Matt, Matt and Reggie were pretty to look at, you know. Um, yeah. But Urban was the, and then you know Rob Stone. He's just Rob Stone. He's solid, you know. He, yeah. He he ain't gonna mess you up. He's not yeah. great, but he's, you know. So I like. He's okay. He's okay. I like him. Yeah, I like him too. They're, they're apparently gonna uh, put Mark Helfrich on there. That'd be good too. I've heard he, that. That would be good. I I've like. It's good. I like, like Helfrich. He's just too like he's a nerd, dude. Like he's so he's so nerdy. I know some people are gonna hate that because he's like an analytical like nerd guy. Um, is he? Yeah, he kind of is. He's like an old school bruiser linebacker, so I'm kind of surprised by that. No, Mark Helfrich, the Oregon old coach, not uh, oh, not the B. You think of the Boston College? Yeah. Right? No, Mark Hel- yeah. Mark Helfrich is the he's Mark Helfrich is on uh Fox Sports oh. One, the, the Pac-12 games. He's uh. Oregon's old head coach. I know, I know who yeah. he. I didn't. Yeah. I, I don't know why. I, I was thinking Herzlich. Oh, okay. No, not Herz. Oh, that guy. He ain't soft at all. My, <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah, Helfrich is a Helfrich is a little like. What well, he's a West Coast Oregon like you know just that might be good. I think that. Well, Dude, it's. Know, I just think they're gonna they're gonna be biased because Rob Stone is a West Coast guy and Matt and Reggie are West Coast guys and then there's Helfrich. Those guys, no, uh, maybe I, they don't care, dude. Like they're not like, obviously, like they're a little bit biased towards SC, but like they don't fucking care, dude. They're just trying to. Matt Liner talks shit about USC bad, bro. I, I, I did you watch? Have, have you watched any games on the SEC Network this year? I watched was a Tennessee Vanderbilt. Oh my god, dude! 
I ain't watching Tennessee Banner. I lost some games on Tennessee Banner. What the hell are you, that was rough, what are you watching dude. that for? You and I were betting against that. Maybe it was Tennessee and somebody. No, nah, I'm just giving a hard time. Dude, oh, my God. Tim Tebow's terrible. Bless like, his heart. He's such a nice guy. He's I like terrible. him on uh, the countdown show or like the, the pregame show he's good on because he's like in his lane, I feel Man, like. He's terrible, too. I think it's just those guys at any time. I like Dave. You don't like Dave? No, he sucks. He's funny, Pat, dude. He's funny, Pat. though. He's the only funny one on the show besides Lee because he's fucking Lee Corso, dude. But yeah, we're getting into a different conversation as to why he's funny. <laughs> oh yeah, Lee's just a freaking mess, dude. It's but yeah. he he said I want to go out doing this. Like I'm not gonna ever stop until they kick me off, and they haven't yet, and I love it. Kick him off. No man, I love. He curses no, on live television. I don't even watch College Game Day anymore, dude. Cur- Howard, bro, I don't think that guy can read, man. Desmond Howard's yeah, terrible. You just don't like because he's a Michigan fan, dude. No, I don't give a shit. Um, I just <laughs> think David Carter was good. Kirk, well, Kirk's the best, bro. Kirk, Kirk, and, Kirk, Kirk and Chris are the best in college uh, football. They're the they, I, if I had a if I had my the Don James network and I had to pick two college football guys, those would be the first two I'd call. I do like. I think that Kirk unless is, Uncle Vern comes back from from uh, CBS because Uncle Vern was a shit, dude. Uncle Vern. Fowler and Herbstreit did the Alabama Ohio State game, right? Yeah, they do all the major games. I, I couldn't t- I I knew it was Kirk Herbstreit. I didn't know if Chris Fowler was the other guy because his yeah. mouth was constantly on Nick Saban's cock. So I couldn't I didn't uh, know. I didn't know. I couldn't I, couldn't I mean probably. Chris Fowler is a historian of the game, all right. Dude, he's I see I don't like Chris Fowler. He loves history. Chris Fowler just loves history. Like he's obsessed with like he wants any... to have success with Nick Saban. I mean, I don't know about that, but <laughs> he, I couldn't decide who was worth that. Was it was it Tony Romo when Chad Heaney was? I don't think Tony Romo was being biased. I think he was just being. There's a difference between an announcer being biased because it's throughout the whole game, an announcer just being excited. I think Tony Romo was just being excited. People were making fun of him because when the Chiefs were driving down, when Chad Heaney yeah. was. He probably yeah. knows him, dude. He's he's almost as old as him. So it's probably I mean, a guy he's familiar with. No, it was I I mean I'm not gonna lie, I'm not rooting for Chad. I did not root for the Chiefs. I want to be very clear. I was like, oh, you're gonna get called out, you're called out, bro. It is not it is cool when you see a guy that has been in the NFL for a while. I mean, dude, that guy's never played an NFL player. 13 game. years, 13 Yeah, years. and he didn't have the easiest career. Chad Heaney was with Chad Heaney's a good quarterback. He was a good quarterback. He got I mean, good. I don't know about all that. He was I mean, he got drafted by the shitty Jaguars team. He got drafted. Oh, that against was the Ohio. Dolphins, that was the, right? Was yeah, that's right. The Dolphins. They sucked. Uh, he went 0 4 against Ohio State. His career, you know, and he was very good. It was him, Mike Hartwell, like the first Ohio State class to go 0 4. He's had a good career. Like, I mean, being in the NFL for 13 years and starred for, I, I think he started I, like 56 games, I want to say, like over his career or something like that. I'm just so, saying, it was nice to see him play. Yeah, play. It, it was, was nice. Good. It's hard to hate on a guy like that. No, I'm not hating on him. He's Tony, Chad Henry, dude. He's just like Tony rubbing his nipples in the. Oh, yeah. Oh. Tony, Tony, <laughs> Tony was happy. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'd be happy if. I mean, those backup stories are always cool. I was happy that uh, Tyler Huntley got in. He didn't play well, but, I mean, he got to play in the playoffs. Dude, that's cool. He's 23 years old, 24 years old. Who, who, what was the comparison? Someone said Tyler Huntley was like Lamar Jackson, and I was like, oh. He's like RG3. Like He's RG3's backup, right? Yeah, but someone compared him to or someone compared him to Lamar Jackson, and I was like, why would you do that? Yeah, people are crazy, dude. They, you saw that the, the Ravens oh, yeah. cut RG3 today, right? I did see that, yeah. I mean. God, shame. 
the practice squad, man. He's going to be on somebody's team next year. Running, I, love, running, I love RG3. He's, he's, he's done, dude. Somebody's going to sign that, dude. Because you can put him on the on the scout team, bro, and you got to play a running quarterback. He's, he, it sucks. That, at the that's, what, that's what BitCat said. I'm just stealing that from BitCat from Barstool because he said RG3 was always going to be in the league because he's still one of the faster quarterbacks. Yeah, it so. just sucks that the Redskins stole his career because he was so good. He was so good. It's a Vince Young. Everybody talks about like, oh, well, no, he sucked, blah, blah, blah. No, dude, he was good. Got people hurt. Yeah, people forget how good. It's just like Vince Young. People forget how good Vince Young was. When tight, the tight, they were in the, that option with Chris Johnson. Oh, my God. Yeah. They were so good. And then he got injured and fat and – it was just yeah, you know, he he didn't have a good work ethic. At least RG three uh, did. I mean, RG three did. RG three is kind of like D Rose, man. But it like, don't matter which one. Oh well, yeah, that's true. I think a lot of your some of your getting hurt is your work ethic a little bit. I I definitely I don't know if you saw the Brandon Marshall Ocho Cinco argument. That was that that shit was cr- oh about the McDonald's? dude yeah, but the whole thing just because he was saying Ocho's work ethic wasn't like bro. Top anymore. And I, I agreed though. I was I'll like, defend Ocho Cinco to the death. He's the I love Ocho. I love Ocho, but he was wrong in that. He was wrong in that argument. He's one of the nicest dudes I've ever met. I'll never say I'll yeah. never say a bad word about Ocho Cinco, bro. D- Darius said he's the same thing, dude. Darius has met him. He said Ocho was one oh. of those. And Darius has met a lot of damn people, dude. But he was like, that's one of the nicest dudes. But and I'm not he's, a big. He's, not he's a, late. He's late to everything. He's late all the time. Well, I mean, yeah, he but looks he, like he, he looks like he'd be late. <laughs> One of the nicest dudes in the world, man. I believe it. I, I believe it. Uh, but I just and I'm not even. A, I really don't like Brandon Marshall that much as a commentator. But he was right on that argument because Brandon Marshall. I, you know, when I started doing the Brandon Browns, Marshall talk, he was a dick too. He got ran out of Denver because Josh McDaniels didn't like him, and then he didn't. I mean, I he got you, ran out. Of I told you about too. the. I told you about the Devin Hester story, right? I oh. think. I told, Okay, yeah. they just they just interviewed Devin Hester in like Complex magazine, some like random Complex Sports, and um, he was saying that Jay Cutler like literally wouldn't talk to any receivers for like a month besides Brandon Marshall, and that's why he like because he you know Brandon Marshall was like, dude, Devin Hester should give me get more plays, more touches at receiver, and Cutler's I don't like him, I'm not throwing the ball, and they were Bro. just cool, they were just cool with it, <laughs> they're just like okay. Whatever dude, Cutler I, says, man. Whatever Cutler says. Dude, Jay Cutler, I did I tell him about the time my my buddy was telling me, my buddy played for the Bears. Um, for like a second, had like a cup of tea, and they were playing basketball with Cutler and whoever who was Cutler's backup at the time. In Kyle Denver, Orton in Denver, Kyle Orton, yeah. No, nah, it was in Chicago. Who's his backup to Chicago? I thought it was Kyle Orton. Oh, kid, Chicago. Kid from Colorado State. Ooh. Whatever. Anyways, he's playing basketball. They were super competitive, and uh, I guess my buddy got physical when they were playing basketball, and Jay Cutler. Was like that's a foul. That's a foul. But was like, nah, man, suck it up. The next drive, Jay Cutler, I guess, dunked it on him and like lowered his balls in my buddy's mouth, like in the, like in his face. That's hilarious. And he was like, suck it, suck it, you bitch. Like my buddy was like, dude, Jay Cutler is mean. <laughs> I've heard. I mean, I've heard from now at this point so many. Even Skip Bayless, who's a diehard Vandy fan, was like, yeah, Jay is like not the nicest person. He ever. is. Yeah, he's like he is straight up mean. Straight up mean. Oh yeah. Yeah, Caleb, but, I think Caleb Haney, is that right? That yeah, that was one of his backups. Yeah, he. I guess he came up to my buddy. Was like, hey, just for, you know, Jay's just he's Jay. Like, <laughs> but 
my buddy was like, okay. He, my buddy was only on the team for like, I don't know, like four weeks or some shit. Okay. But uh, we're all, oh, dude, we just cracked the hour mark. We should probably shut this down. Uh, this was so, the Brown Square Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Josh Keatley16. Give us a like, listen, review, all that good stuff. Uh, we're on, available on all streaming sites if you don't want to download us on YouTube. Donovan, where can they follow you up at? Yeah, uh, follow, excuse me, find me at, on Twitter at Don James Sports. The name remains the same. Um, I finally have that mock draft coming up tonight. Uh, I promise. Dude, we need to talk about it. Yeah, I probably I finally have it coming up tonight, and then um, I do have some the football, college football. Excuse me, college football season that's over with too. But high school football is officially over with because Texas was the last state to play um, this year. So I'll have uh, rankings coming out finally for that one to kind of watch some more tape and dive into that a little bit more. So I'll have Hell that yeah. come out as well. Excuse me, and then uh, yeah, I'm just, just trying to stay sober until Sunday. And uh, tomorrow, tomorrow, Donovan will be the main host because we're interviewing his two uh, two friends that he's more familiar with. So Donovan will be the main host tomorrow as we interview Gab Gowdy, yep, and Molly Rose. Yeah, so we're definitely you know we're gonna have some questions being dropped live on there. I'm sure Gabby will get a bunch. Hopefully, she streams it on her Twitter. She has a lot more followers than me and Josh combined. So she puts it Ouch. on hers. Um, I'm, that's because I'm more selective. She has more okay. followers than probably the Browns wire, honestly. <laughs> Don't be talking shit. Don't be talking shit. That's because I'm more selective, dude. No, I'm not saying... If you don't know what Encino Man is, if that's not if Encino Man is only your top five movies, I don't want you to follow me. I'll say it. Top five, dude? Come on. That's Hell yeah, dude. It's a classic, bro. It's a classic, yeah, but it's like not top five, man. Jesus Christ! If your, if your top five movies don't include Encino Man and House Guest, I don't want you. I've never seen House Guest. Oh what my is, god! I've With never, Phil Hartman and Sinbad. I've heard of that movie before. I've never seen it. I do. I've been, I've been getting into Phil Hartman weirdly. Like I've been watching the OSML. He's he's one of my favorite uh, cast members. Well, Sin, Sinbad, Sinbad's sick, dude. I watched it. My girlfriend was working late one night. Oh, Sinbad, I, yeah, he's awesome. Oh, bro, so funny. All right, we're we're at we're at over an hour. We're talking about Sinbad. We're at. You must be from Ohio.
show you how easy it is to file a claim with Geico, we hired a nature show host. In the native habitat of a suburban driveway, the poor victim of a broken windshield is left assessing his vehicle utterly helpless. Well, not true. If he's got Geico, he can file a claim online, over the phone, or with his handy mobile app. But like a lone gazelle, he'll suddenly be left to fend for himself, awaiting his terrible fate. Nope. Geico will assign him a designated claims team to help him out, too. So the gazelle gets his car fixed and everything. Wow. Nature is so cool. Geico. Great service, without all the drama. Mi nombre es Valentina Vivas Castañeda. Soy una estudiante en Fresno State. Juego fútbol y soy arquera. En una comunidad latina te enseñan que debes ser fuerte. Pero hoy estoy aquí para decirles que está bien pedir ayuda, que está bien no sentirse bien. Ve a calhope.org para hablar con una persona que puede darte una guía sobre las opciones disponibles. O llama a la línea de ayuda al 1-833-317-HOPE. La esperanza vive aquí en California.